get it, you know I be on the way. What's up and welcome to another exciting adventure of the Ride the Rebellion podcast. I am Drew. I'm your host today. No, I'm not. I'm one of your hosts today. And with me as always is the king of the South Alabama turndown and the man who can't put his phone down. <laughs> I was handling some business. Handling some business for his brand of products called Del Boyd Sweet Management. Sweet Del Boyd. What's up, party people? You guys oh, spilling and if you beers look at the reflection, there? you can get Justina working. Oh, that's good. Wave, Justina. <laughs> so awkward. It's awkward. It's weird. Uh, welcome to the show. Good to have you back. Welcome back to the uh, studio from our heyday up in Woo. the Behams. I'm still uh, reeling from that, and that we didn't a, go fishing. I'm reeling. That was a that was kind of an interesting weekend. I I reached out to a potential sponsor and that, you know, legitimately reached out to Limit. Oh because yeah, I told him I was like, listen, that saved my ride up there. Like, legit, that stuff's amazing. Not just because I'm doing the keto thing, but it legitimately is my favorite of the. Uh, I mean, there's electrolyte type drinks because it works. Right. It's really good, but it's also fantastic post hangover. Like, legitimately good post hangover. So, I told him that. <laughs> I told him that straight up. I was like, and even what? after ride, too many beers uh, limit was clutch the next day. So, so it works. I'm trying to. Sorry, I'm not. Yeah, Dale Boyd. Uh, I'm just trying to do some, some business over here. Yeah. Some Samba business for once. It's new. You had to wait till the middle of the podcast? Yeah. Well, the beginning. <laughs> I mean, Either way. I'm just a razzle-dazzled. You spilled a beer earlier, and I think it has just, un- <sighs> it's just derailed the Boyd train. It has. It just makes me go into a, a tailspin. <laughs> it's been a day, man. Did you know the banks don't notarize things that you want notarized? I thought they did. No, apparently they pick and choose what they want to notarize, and I'm still a little bit mad about this. Oh, because you sold your vehicle. Yes, it's just, I'm just done with them. Okay, well. But it's been a bright, beaming, better than average day. Well, you seem awfully somebody. shiny in that brand new shirt there. <laughs> That's right. Check Here it to talk out. about it? Woo. Yeah. Here hey. it is again. Go ahead, pitch. Uh, so last time we did the Reb Ninja ish shirt and the mutant is what we should have called it it was it is a mutant yeah the red mutant edition um so this time we're dropping this one this is a let's call this one the slasher i don't know it's slashy it's slashy i don't know it's kind of shiny shiny slashy it's black and silver for those that are not are they gonna be able to get silver they can get silver that's right Oh, you can do silver. Yeah, we can do silver. Okay. All right. This is fancy. This might be a real one off here. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I only make 10 of them, I'm yeah. like, it's like, well, we looked at the cost on these, and uh, yeah, we can only make 10 ever. Well, I mean, yeah. that's the reality of this situation anyway. These are made out of crushed dimes. <laughs> <laughs> they came from train tracks that we both jumped over. Uh, oh, okay. <sighs> I am a dime. <laughs> And this shirt can be yours yeah, on so, the Ride the Rebellion podcast group that you have to go to the podcast group and say that you want one. Yeah. So last week, so if, if you guys don't remember how this works, the way this works is you go, you join the secret group right. on Facebook. Secret. There's not a that hard waffle right. for the, the shirt. So you buy a shirt for $30. Is that what we're selling them for? Yes. Yeah. So for $30, you buy a shirt. It's a limited edition shirt. There's only 10 of these shirts ever in existence. We will not reprint, reprint. We may reprint the shirt, but it'll never be the same color scheme again. So you get one of those shirts and then you're put into a waffle, at which point you may win your money back plus the shirt. So That's last right. week or last, not last week, but last time we did it, Eric Hagan, mm-hmm. world famous Eric Hagan, who I've not, to ex- I, I got to experience for the first time in full this weekend. And mm-hmm. he is just, he is a delightful human being. I don't know if the world can fully understand how delightful because he's obnoxious as hell. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, the delights are extremely pleasant. What a great guy. No, his obnoxiousness is a pleasant obnoxiousness. It is. Like it's my obnoxiousness much. isn't always pleasant. There's a difference. It's like That is also true. <laughs> there's less ego involved with his obnoxiousness. Yeah, that's facts. There you go. He's a good guy, and that that's was right. a great thing. So Eric won, so he got his money back plus whatever, fifty bucks. What is it? Yeah. So he got fifty dollars. I've been him fifty dollars yeah. back. Yeah. And he's getting a shirt. Right. So he basically got a shirt and money back. Yeah. 
And that's how it works. That's how we're doing it. That's how we're doing our shirts to make it totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, all the proceeds from the shirts go to help keep us open because we have to pay for things to travel for trips. But on top of it all, we also have to pay for things like all this stuff has to come out of somewhere. We got websites and other things we got to deal with. Anyways, that's where we're at. So if you'd like that shirt, there it is again. Whoop. You can head over to the private Facebook group. All you got to do is search. Mm-hmm. Ride the Rebellion Podcast. On Facebook. And look for the group, Mm -hmm. and there'll be a little lock symbol. And that lock symbol means that you're not cool enough until we say you are. That's right. And some people may not be in it. I don't know who those people are. but Yeah, the people that have signed up yet. Yeah, right. Everybody's like, wait, what group? Yeah, and there's only 10 shirts. There is no exception. No, right. There's there's actually 11 shirts because Dale always has one. That's right. So we do this. uh, This is the only time we'll ever do silver and black. Because right. we can't afford all the other dimes that have to be crushed to That's make That's correct, it. to make that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you haven't, head over there and you can check it out. Uh, also, just to give a shout-out to our sponsors, um, we've, had a lot of, we've had a lot of good times. I, riding, we were in Birmingham for Bump and Grind. We'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, we have a really awesome interview today with uh, Scott Vickery mm-hmm. from, um, from Fox, which is exciting. It's a very obnoxious interview. Not, That's right. Not, not because, because of Scott. Scott. Not at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that place got a little rowdy. Um, and maybe we'll just toss in some weird Kevin and Chase stuff just for posterity. Woo. It's just weird. It all went off the rails. And there was like so many combinations. We can talk about those in a minute. But yeah. There's a lot of different pieces. Stay anyway, tuned so, for the, the yeah. dramatic. So you're going to want to you're gonna want to see stay, this yeah. and hear it. You, you really want to watch it. You're right. Because there's a lot of stuff in the background happening that it's just a is lot not going to come through on audio. Right. right. There, <laughs> it basically was a beta test for our live podcast. Yeah, and both. the beta died. It was the first beta fish to ever die in, <laughs> yeah. in captivity. And they're impossible to kill, and we sure as hell killed <laughs> we that killed one. killed it. I mean, it was just we killed it. fucking murdered. Yeah, right. Um, I've been doing this other podcast where we try not to cuss, so I've been like trying to be good, and then I was like, oh, I can drop F-bombs on this, so I just went straight in for it. So I sold my Jeep to these folks. This is another tangent. This is whatever. So I sold it to them, and they were telling me they're very religious. And then they were said... Like, you're really into mountain biking, huh? I was like, yeah, I even have a podcast, of course. Why wouldn't I? They're 85. Why wouldn't you? Shout out if you guys are 85. listening. Maybe. They had a 55th wedding anniversary. Oh, it's so happy good. anniversary. Damn, good for them. Yeah. Congratulations. If you guys are listening. Um, but I said, so uh, just a little heads up, you know, I do cuss a little bit on there. My mom yells at me for it. So, yeah. If you guys listen, don't. Well, we image. made it for the first. You could have told this story at the beginning, so it would have saved the cuss words no, for at least 20 minutes in. No, that wouldn't be ours. That's fair. Yeah. So with that said, it was riding Beeham is always tricky. Not ride Beeham, sorry. Riding in Birmingham is always tricky uh, for me. I think it's fair to say us, the group of people that was with us. We don't have a lot of rocks. We don't have a lot of like the long downhill things that Mm -hmm. you do. Uh, We were very blessed to have Chase uh, shuttle us a little bit. So we got to be shuttled around. So it made it a little bit easier. Everybody had that. We'll talk about the layout of that event. It was pretty fun. Anyway, point being, uh, again, I crashed a bunch uh, on my own, mm-hmm. of my own volition this time. <laughs> um, but but where I didn't crash was on my caffeine load. I had plenty oh, of Lucky God. Shot coffee to keep me going that the entire weekend one. long. Huh? That was a good one. You thought I was going to go to Dirt Coaster, didn't you? No, I didn't, because I knew where you were going with the caffeine thing. The crash is too obvious. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Maybe I just know you. I knew where yeah. you were going with it. But, uh, go ahead. I mean, I I had fun hanging out this whole weekend, and we even got to see another side of our good friend Kevin Black with his shirt off, and he showed us all of his Man of War tattoo options. Those are not his, though. I know, but I was still, thinking about how this could week. he tattoo his back? <laughs> hey, those are awesome tattoos you did on your back, Kevin. He's got like a stick, and he's like, Mear. it's just a bunch of lines. Look at all that work, Kevin like Black. A- if you, I think we could raise money mm-hmm. if if Ke- we will we will uh, donate some to charity and then some to the medical bills. If you will <laughs> let us <laughs> stick a tattoo gun on a stick and you oh, attempt God. to tattoo your back through a mirror, oh my god, that go sounds- viral. We can make a little money off the virality. Man of War tattoos the so only place that you can bang. get the, the tattoo owner so good that he tattooed <laughs> a himself through a scrubber, a back scrubber tattoo, and it doesn't even look janky. It looks oh, legit. Oh my goodness! No, I don't know. It <laughs> sounds bad. I thought I, I was waiting for you to go like, "Hey, everybody, donate money. We'll pay for somebody to get a tattoo on them." Oh yeah, that'd be fun. We get to choose. We get a spinning wheel. 
You have options. Ooh, this man of war spinning wheel. That'd be kind of fun. It would be super fun. They're yeah, not but like, one of them is going to be the biggest triangle, and it's going to say tramp stamp. Ooh, but they can get them anywhere you want on your body. So there's always what the top of the thigh. What, what is a tramp stamp on a dude? A dump hump? Well, so my my friend Scott and I hope you're listening, Scott, but you're not. So I'm going to tell the story anyway. When we were in college, he went on spring break, and he drew this super cool thing he wanted to get. But he wanted it tattooed right below his belly button. Oh, no. And so the whole time the tattoo artist was doing it, he was like, God, I hope this doesn't become a trend. And I was like, why did he say that? He's like, well, technically his arm was laying on my dick the whole time. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I was like, ah, yeah, well, whenever the tattoo artist says that, you should probably just get up and be like, yeah, I'm good. Probably shouldn't get this tattoo. Mm -mm. Yeah, he's he's trying to save you from a lifetime of regret. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> no regrets is, is the tattoo I would actually get. Mm-hmm. No regrets. Like that tattoo purpose. actually probably started out at like three inches, but he's probably super fat now, so it's probably like a ten inch across oh. his belly. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Paid for three, got ten. Yeah. Not not ever. I'd get something no stupid. woman ever said that. It would it would be it sounded better. That's all I just want something on me that said it sounded better. People are like, What are you talking about? Just anything. Right. I had a whole conversation about uh this is totally male. I had a whole conversation with my buddy today. He had um uh, severe kidney stones Ooh. and I made a joke about something and I, which I won't repeat actually I remember now but then he goes dude my pee stream is much stronger now oh <laughs> wow he got the blockage out I was like oh he got the blockage out <laughs> I was like do you ever like stand in the in the bathroom and just evaluate other pee streams holding it in to be like releasing the dragon <laughs> He's now the swords champion of the world. Yeah, he's the he's the king. He was like, no, I don't do that. But also, we can have these conversations because our demographic says. Oh yeah, our demographic is. Sorry, uh, Carrie, because I know you're the one yeah. female listening. Yeah. Well, no, twelve percent. Okay, 12. we have twelve, twelve point five actually right now. Sorry, ladies. Every time we have a young lady on, apologies person in that space, we end up with a point five percentile upgrade. Ooh, Justina, so Justina gave us, us the, a bump up to the top in the lady bits. No, no, when you're actually on the show, you have to bump up. Hey, your show was virally popular. Yeah, it did very well. People it was liked good. It. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, speaking of uh, virally popular, if you haven't headed over to dirtcoasteracademy.com, you should. Ooh. I don't know how to go with that one. I was just reaching for it. Hey, they had a big event. They did. Um, they had a huge event over in Bocchetto, mm-hmm. and it seemed like a lot of good times. Uh, they had these kids there that do backflips. Mm-hmm. Uh, always fun to see kids do backflips on bikes. Um, Hell yeah. I got to talk about when we get to this spot, there was something that happened in Birmingham in a short track XC race that, <clears throat> excuse me, has actually burned into my brain of that dad. I'm just telling a story. This kid in the start of a race, we're by the podium for the enduro stuff, and they start the short track, and you just hear, and you like, I saw it happen because you, I always want to see the race take off. And it was just a pile up, and this kid fell. I don't know what he fell onto, but he blew his teeth out. <sighs> so his entire row of front teeth was blown out into the pavement. There's blood going everywhere. Kevin Black nearly squashes the guy's head last minute. Like, like I think Bunny hops to the left to dodge the kid's head. It's horrific, and that's bad enough. But for me, what really got to me is when I was walking back later on. After I mean, it was like an hour that they had him just on the ground, and mm-hmm. paramedics show up and all that stuff. And then it's his dad. And this kid was a fairly big kid, right? But his dad is just sitting there cradling him like a baby. And it was just gut-wrenching. Just the idea. Right. Of being, that, as a, a parent, seeing that stuff, it was just like, and I, like I had to walk away. But it's burned in my brain. Like that travesty. The kid's okay. Turns out they were able to plug all those teeth back in. Somebody said he raced on Sunday. Is that no true? Way. Somebody said he raced the XC I don't race know. Chase, you're going to have to put that in the comments. Yeah, Did he race the XC? You got to confirm that. Yeah, because Kevin tried telling me he raced on Sunday. I don't know if I trust Kevin Black's. Uh, he had a lot of racing on. He had a. <laughs> he was. I think he was probably delirious. I have. I trust Kevin Black to put permanent things on my body, but I don't know. <laughs> but I don't trust him with race results. <laughs> Kevin Black's race result. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Kevin Black, I will not uh, repeat that. There's sentence. no more black dick jokes on nope, this. One. We can't do it. No, this one actually. Yeah, it was. It was maybe worse. Could it was cancelable. Not on purpose though. It just was putting words together that probably shouldn't be together. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We've gone down this road before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So that s- series of that was horrific and it was scary and it was sad and it was not something I want to ever, ever deal with again. Uh, I will I say, shout out, not related to this, not a good segue, but straight up and down, 
I did wear a pair of topos that I bought from Aaron at run and try. And those were the best. That was well, after I changed my bike shoes, because mm-hmm. we unfortunately wore that <sighs> stupid shit climbing up and down the mountains. If you guys haven't seen the video, we'll talk about that in a minute too. But like, oh my. I, once I put my topos on, it was like walking on clouds again. Because yeah. if you haven't worn those, they're like outdoory, r- great hiking shoes with the... Hey, Stretch, you can get them up there. Come on. Come on. Uh, I can't get them up there. <laughs> He's got them on, but it, he'd pull a muscle if he yeah. showed you. <laughs> um, but they but they have the feeling of Hoka's. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they feel solid like Hoka's. So if you haven't checked them out, you can get them... Uh, he has some. He needs to get some more. I went by the other day to buy some, but you have some. He also had a sale going where there's a bunch of shoes, like 75 bucks, and mm-hmm. there's some good deals inside of that, like brand new shoes. Like, I got some ultras and stuff. I mean, good stuff. Anyway, if you haven't, check out Run and Try. Does he carry the stuff you were talking about? I don't know if he has limit or not. I bet he does. If he doesn't, he should. Yeah, it's good, dude. I'll tell him. I'm going to make Justine a try. We're going to ride later. I was going to like try this. Um, Although there's a chocolate one. I did have a spicy mango limit. Mm, it was legit good. Really? Dude, I would mix alcohol with it. It was so good. And it burned. It like literally burned the back of my throat. The chili was so good. It was really good. Wow. Not something I probably want on a bike. No, like. Uh, yeah. Because your throat's burning. But mm-hmm. it was it was actually pretty solid. Yeah. the I uh, did not have comfortable shoes on. No. To, conversely. And I right. did not take limit. Right. Um, I had my bike shoes on. And. I had like bloody blisters on my heels from oh, I didn't walking. Know that. That sucks. Yeah, it was bad. And then I kept trying to like pull my sock up because I forgot to put my riding socks on for the day we weren't riding. So I kept trying to pull my sock up when I was filming that. You XC went for stuff. fashion, didn't you? No, I went for I'm hurrying up to get over here and I was on my bike a lot. <sighs> it was a long day. It was a long, long day. No, the Friday night was longer, but Friday itself. Friday was a long day too. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of riding. Oh man. Nineteen miles. Yeah. It was a lot for us. Yeah. For us, uh, low elevation boys. Um, a couple things happened. If you guys didn't see, we, we fun stuff, and we'll just jump over to it. So Bump and Grind was a fantastic, I would say, a huge success. Granted, they had some issues. We heard some stupid people bitching about it. No yeah. reason. Uh, shit happens. Get over it. If you're a real athlete, you just process through it and keep going. I get it, though. I get the frustration. In fairness, yeah. I do understand it. But no reason to, like, tear everybody down. Or, that's no. dumb as fuck, man. I know. That's it's so lame. stupid. Like, who cares... No one, it's like winning a travel ball baseball medal. Like, careful. Who cares? Half our audience is travel ball dads. <laughs> Please, if you guys are travel ball dads, get out of here. But <laughs> it's like, uh, I would I, I always say this, and literally I race and no one cares where I finish except for my wife and she doesn't know how to read. Right. So oh, no. I'm good. I can tell her that's, I got first. She don't know. <laughs> Not acceptable. <laughs> We haven't done a burn Casey for a while. She gets disappointed. Burn that all of this sounds horrific. Burn Casey. She's got fair skin. Just put her in the sun. Oh my god, dear Casey, I'm very sorry (laughs) that your husband has made me become such a villain on on our own show. Oh no, I've been villainified for twelve or so years. However, we've been married. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Yeah, so bump and grind worked. It was fun. We had a good time with it. uh, I, I will say that the riding up there at Oak Mountain, the more that we've gotten to ride it, we still haven't ridden everything because every time we go, uh, dirty uncle Chase takes us down the old <sighs> beat em up trails and they're fantastic. Dirty like thun- I'd never ridden, I'd never ridden uh, uh thunder. And I gotta be honest with you that that's one of the funnest trails I've been on in a long time. It was a lot of fun. And then it just flows right into lightning or tails, your choice, mm-hmm. uh, Equally fun. Mm-hmm. What a great string to run together. So that's super fun. Um, Jekyll and Hyde's okay. It's not my faves, but it it was fun. It was hard. It was mm-hmm. fun. I chopped my nuts off on that one pretty bad. <laughs> I like just straight crushed them. But we had a good time riding some of that stuff, right? But we still haven't even ridden any of the like the pedally stuff. Slingshot or Johnson Mountain or any yeah. of that. We haven't ridden it. Right. So we have to go back up again. Darn. And put in some time. Yeah. I'm in. It's, darn. It's so great. It's so it's so relaxing. It, like, I, I just really enjoy the environment up there a lot. I think they have something very, very, very special um, that's super unique to them that I, I hope more people, it sounds like a commercial for it, but it legitimately is. So having a race there is super fun. I got to say the Enduro stuff was fun, mm-hmm. but as a f- spectator, because we were filming this, by the way, the entire time. So we shot all day Saturday. You can see the video over on our YouTube channel, or you're already on YouTube listening to this. Uh, you can also see it on Facebooks, on the mm-hmm. Books of Face. Um, 
And then eventually I've been requesting, someone requested for me to upload it as a reel. I just have to do it or Dale will do it. Some one of us will figure it out, but you can watch the video. It's a lot of fun. A lot of good coverage. We call it a mixtape. That's kind of our new style of putting out content. We'll call them mixtapes. Anyway, we filmed a lot of stuff, but as a spectator and a camera guy, so there was great shots we got from the Enduro, but as Mm -hmm. a spectator, I got to be honest with you, short track XC is fun as hell i know as a spectator it almost got like so repetitive you're like man i can't keep filming this yeah. <laughs> but i almost want to just in case right. something happens right and it's like i hate who has to edit this drew sorry but yeah. i was like how many times can i get the same shot over and over but it was awesome i it was it almost feels like it's a ticking time bomb like is. tension is rising yeah. each lap and it's like oh man oh man so i can only imagine like on the upper scale like when you get some like real mm-hmm. heavy hitters that are all in there and they're building up this moment to just unleash the beast. Yeah. I bet it's just out of control. Well, that's what it's like. Uh, so if you've never seen a short track race, it, it almost feels like a 5K. Yep. So it's like 25 minutes of sprinting. Yep. And it's varied terrain. And there's some jumps that have options where you can jump or you can go around. Uh, slower going around, obviously. But yep. um, the fans are all out. Everybody's cheering. And oh, they, it's great. They've cheered like they cheer so much in sections where they've cheered people into doing things they maybe shouldn't yeah we did see that and that happened and it was it was what's crazy. the what's the young guy's name that showed up from mobile who goes off a jump ben. on a climb ben yes. on that climb bike from he did every lap he didn't stop he jumped every single time every single time and he just kept jumping and then after the race he was super stoked it was awesome because he's like dude i've never done anything like that before like the crowd Shout out just, to ben man. that's awesome he, i mean he committed though. he fully committed and that bike is 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 Definitely not modern hardware. No. It's very vintage. No, and people were like giggling at it, and then he's the only one in his cat launching that thing, and it was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then his stoke level of having done it, you know, just not because of his bike. I think he's he's like he was dabbling in mountain biking, got into it a little bit more, and was like, this bike is suitable for me. It was high end at one time, but now he was even talking about, I want to get a new bike because now I want to jump. It was like yeah. an addiction. So. Yep. But I think that he got to follow another local guy in. I think Kevin or Kevin might have towed him into it. Yeah, Kevin towed him in the first. Yeah, time Kevin towed him in on a practice lap, and he decided to do it. That's the thing that I walked away with the most. So, like, if we talk about the event in, in a whole, great time, good things. Mm-hmm. We saw lots of fun stuff. The community building, like, again, wherever we go, we take community with us, That's and right. it doesn't matter where you are, or who you are, we'll make you part of the community. That's mm-hmm. just what we do. We'll even invade your community That's if right. we have to, yeah. um, stupidly or smartly. That's how we roll. I did feel like the community, like we just had this amazing, lovely time. 90% of it I can't talk about on this podcast (laughs) because the Todd was involved. Uh, Uh, The Todd made an appearance on the show and we decided to cut it. There's lots of things that happened. Not because he did anything bad, but just because it was all bad at that point. It was rolling downhill. Oh, it was tr- it's out of control. It, yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, um, yeah it was really bad. Uh, but the Todd showed up. You put yeah. out a video with the Todd in it with him talking about awesome. the dirt. <laughs> what, the, what, what are the mud things called? The, the mud rocket blockers. Mud rocket blockers, right. <laughs> the Jasper. The Jasper. So the cool thing about the Todd is we've talked about him so much on the podcast that he does. He's so humble in this regard where people come up and they're like, Hey, nice to meet you. And I'm like, this is the Todd. And they're like, Oh, the Todd. And like, he gets, yeah. he's like, seriously guys, like, no, for real, you're, you're a character at right. this point. So yeah. be the character, lean into it. Yeah. The, the most requested, most asked about individuals, no offense to anyone was bug, bug and yeah. the Todd. And I had a couple people say like, Jakey Pooh make it. And I was like, well, he doesn't listen to the podcast. So he doesn't even know. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, people legitimately ask about Bug because mm-hmm. they knew that once they found out the Todd was there, like, where's Bug? Yeah. And so it's like, Jesus, <laughs> we're going to take these guys on tour. What are we like Howard Stern? Is- yeah. Well, Todd or Bug would love that because he is a Beetlejuice fan <laughs> and he can be Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we just unleash him and be like, hey, guys, uh, the following uh, part of the show is completely uncensored. We have no idea what's going to happen. They've been drinking since two. And, and you just turn Drew and I walk away. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. We have can't fun. be present for this. No. Um, Our it's brand. Sanctioned, yeah. unsanctioned podcast. Our brand is not <laughs> horrific, but the community side of it—it it wasn't just them. It was like hanging out with the Birmingham guys and gals, and hanging out with like lots of different groups. The the um, oh gosh, the guys out of uh, Montgomery, and I'm so sorry, I'm blanking. Build Tune Ride, yeah, Build Tune Ride, and hang out with those guys. We traded. Mm-hmm. He had to one up me though, the owner, uh, and I Jody, probably, Jody, yeah, yeah. one up me like a, a real some bitch. I walk over <laughs> and I was like, hey man, here's a shirt and or a hat or something. I gave him something. And I'll give him a t-shirt is what it was. And that dude rolls back over with a jersey. Oh, really? Yeah, he one-upped. Like, straight ah. up one-upped me. 
Um, it was great. But thank good. you for the jersey, Jody. I do appreciate it very much. Um, and his team did really well. He had some really good riders. Yeah, he had some little rippers them. on the team. Woo. They're young and they like to shred, and it's crazy. They're fast. There's they a kid that there's a clip in one of those. He goes by so fast through Blood Rock. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. Like it is really impressive how fast he's going. He's probably the fastest guy I found. It is that footage. What of. we did notice though while we were there, and I think we've already talked. You and I've talked about it at least. Is like the youth movement in Birmingham oh, it's is amazing. incredible. It's, it's crazy. Amazing. Like there's nobody our age hardly. Yep. It's all kids. Yep. And like I get frustrated. I bitch about all the kids all the time, but I think it's awesome that they're and they're shredding. Yeah. They're not just out there like pedaling around just to finish. The cool part was though, it didn't ever feel there was a couple of guys I met that were, were bumping egos, but for the most part, it never felt like it was an ego fest. It nah. was more like, how can you stoke somebody else? Like we're not out there, right? We're filming. Right. But the but the energy is just being passed around and then the parents are there supporting their mm-hmm. kids. And then you can't help but cheer for their kid, or I'd make sure to get a cool shot or whatever it might be. Um, Eric Hagan, his son came down there and just this kid's like wheeling everywhere and then jumping and hitting stuff that was great. Like his kid, I think, placed second in his category, first race ever. Oh, so, who? Eric doesn't have any kids. Not Hagan. Uh, sorry, other Eric. Eric Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Hagan. Um, like, Eric, maybe, maybe you, you do got have kids. kids. Hey. You got kids out there. Uh, but Eric Wilson's <laughs> kid. Sorry, and and his kid smashed it. Like did yeah. really well. So it was fun to see. And then Eric did. But the champion of all champions for us. Yes. Is got to go out to our, our boy Justin, who uh, ate shit, which you can see in the video. He it was a pretty nasty crash. It doesn't look that bad, but when he got up, he was there was a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. He kept riding. He apparently crashed on every stage, by the way, yeah. we found this out. And then not only did he crash on every stage, but he won Cat 3 in mm-hmm. the younger person's category. Yeah. Which I think is really... 39. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah, he and the great thing about Justin is he's worked at his craft. Like yep. he has worked it to get better. He's yep. he rides by himself a lot. Yep. He goes and does things on his own. And I think it's awesome to to see your hard work pay off. Yeah. And 100%. that's what it was. And his his excitement level was it's awesome. I love yeah. it. I'd love that more than winning myself. No, no, that just seeing that was so I good. I mean, I don't win very often. But then though, so. but then he comes back and we're like, Justin, maybe you should go get that looked at. Yeah. He goes over to Andrews, which by the way, having free access to Andrews clinic is worth <laughs> yeah. the price of bump anyway. Right. Um just lie. Come with an ailment. Yeah, I limped over like, yeah. hey guys, I know this I didn't race well, I this did. weekend. Yeah. I had that bump of my knee and the guy touched it. It's gone. Look. <laughs> it is gone. It's like Jesus healing over there with Andrews. But point is, <laughs> I'll pay the hundred dollar fee. Right. Not race and get free and don't that's Chase is gonna piss you get so pissed at this. <laughs> yeah. that just, you should probably race. Everybody should. We couldn't because we were filming. Yeah, we were working. I just work. I was a little worried about my thumb. Yeah. That was I, my excuse. I, I, for me, I'm I would rather film it. Like that's more fun for me. I enjoy racing, but to me, like that's something that I can truly give back to the community and have a good time doing. I forget somebody asked me, they're like, Oh, so did you ride the Enduro? Did you race the Enduro? I was like, No, they're like, Well, what are the trails too hard for you? I was like no, we rode them on Friday. They're right. not too hard for me. It's right. just we we had more fun filming. Honestly, I had fun like finding spots in the woods where you otherwise wouldn't get a video or something. Yeah, I mean fun. that was the thing. Yeah. Is I think, and we came up with unique angles that a lot of people haven't seen, and it was good. Um, what I'd like to do though is jump in. Let's cut over to the Scott Victory. Whoops. Let's cut over to the Scott Victory. 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 Uh, interview whatever we were going to call this yeah uh let you guys hang out with that and we'll be right back so here is scott and just a reminder if you have a chance to watch this it's potentially worth watching that's right the background antics scott did so good keeping it shit he kept it totally because us we're just like um we can see what's going on behind him but he cannot and we're trying to not give you know yeah we're trying to like you don't want to sour the interview on his side so anyway, if you have a chance, uh, watch it. But if not, here is Scott Vickery from Fox. Vickers. Anyway, so Scott Vickery, you're VP of? No, not VP. You're a, a P and uh, a director? Uh... Yeah. I mean, I just, it's, yeah, it's one of those things we look at. I look at it from a company standpoint. I really don't get caught up in titles. Sure. Um, you know, our performance vehicle development group, it's, uh, it's a small group. There's, uh, we're fortunate to have a, a bunch of people that are extremely talented and we all chip in where we need to. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful to be part of it, thankful to be part of the organization. And it's just, it's a fun place to work. And that's again, you know, I, I, I try not to get caught up in titles and who does what and why. Yeah, sure. 
yeah, we all just we we do what we need to do. So what what do you guys actually do? I th I think one of the the simplest questions, if if nobody knows this, there's two there's a separation in the company, right? Somewhere yeah, there's a hat here. I don't have it, but there's a hat. But, but there's a separation in the company, and you have a tail and a head. Can you maybe uh, uh, talk about that? As dumb as that sounds, I don't think anybody. <laughs> no, I I think that's a great question. I mean, if you look at the Fox logo, one has a head, one is a, has a tail. Um, you know, in the '70s, there was two brothers, Bob and Jeff Fox, that founded Fox. Right. Uh, one wanted apparel, one wanted to go more suspension, and they ended up. I mean, the you know the legend is that they flipped a coin, one got heads, one got tails, and that's where the lo the logos came from. Uh, so our side of the business, the suspension side of the business, is the tail side. So you'll see the fox with the tail. Um, and if you look at our company, it really, it's pretty simple. You've got bike, power sports, automotive, if you want to look at kind of three verticals. We have it split between bike and powered vehicles. But if you really look, it's bike, power sports, automotive. You've got... That's kind of uh, scary. And just a quick uh, plug for <laughs> Kevin Black of Man, Man of War, War Tattoo, Tattoo, one of our sponsors, proud sponsors. <laughs> you knew what's going to happen on this episode. I, know, there's, there's I mean, the no best part about you being in the hot seat is that I don't know what's going to happen behind you at any Right. No, that, that's what I was a little concerned about. All I knew is there was somebody approaching me from behind, and I didn't see Chase, and I was like, oh, boy, what's going to happen? And you saw Todd, so you no. knew it wasn't going to be yeah. soaking with Todd. Yeah. I didn't ask that to happen. <laughs> So, awesome. Anyway, you know, bike, power sports, automotive. Right. You can buy a bike with Fox or upgrade. Power sports with Fox or upgrade. Automotive with Fox or upgrade. And then there's a whole other side of our of our, our business, the uh, performance vehicle development group. And so what we've done is we went out and and found, like you know, you look at it. We've got the shock side of it covered. We bought BDS, JKS, Ride Tech. We bought Method Wheels. And so instead of just putting a shock on a vehicle, now we can essentially design and engineer the entire suspension system. Hell Whether yeah. it's lifted, lowered, uh, whatever we do, we can go ahead and, and control the entire aspect of it from a safety, performance, comfortable. It just, it makes such a difference. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where our world is. So we take those and, and take a perfectly good vehicle, tear it apart, put our stuff underneath it, and make it better. And that's the thing that's uh, been fascinating is, uh, behind you guys. Uh, if you haven't watched us on the YouTube side or on Spotify, we have the van back there. Maybe we'll get a little B-roll of it and make sure we can plug it in there. Just because it's so unique. That's like a full custom build, whole yep. scenario. When you guys go through and you look at a project like that, I mean, is it is it? do you work with you work with a company? Do you guys supply the parts? Do you turn them loose? Is it more like a... Is it like a vendor with supplier relationship, or how does that work? No, it's basically all in-house. So we have uh, five production facilities, one here in Trustville, Alabama, one in Franklin Springs, Georgia, uh, Elkhart, Indiana, Fort Collins, Colorado, and Portland, Oregon. And so depending on the facility, we build different brands there. And it could be an OE brand, like we build Ford primarily at one facility yep. or GM, whatever it may be. Uh, or it could be like all of our Shelby trucks are built in our Elkhart, Indiana they're facility. Sick, by the way, and they're—I mean—they're they're insane. They're so stupid. Uh, we just had a launch last week of the new Centennial Edition. We're building 100 of them, 800 horsepower. Um, I mean, it's just—it's insane. Yeah. It's an unbelievable truck. Uh, it was a fun project, and you know, we had the launch last Friday at the uh, Carlisle Ford Nationals. Heck so. Yeah. Fun stuff, but yeah. again, it depends on where and what brand, what we're building, um, where it's going. Uh, we've got, you know, like our Black Widow trucks. We build them here in Trustville, but we also build them in Fort Collins. So if we're going to have a West Coast dealer from a freight standpoint, it's either to build them in Colorado and ship them, then build them in Alabama and have all the excess freight for essentially the same vehicle. Heck yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good looking stuff. I mean, it for us. I mean, it's all drool stuff. It's a little bit out of my pay grade, so it's a nice, essentially. It's an extension of marketing, right? Because at the end of the day, like to some extent, right? Is it not? I mean, you see it. It gets me hyped up. I get to like in this case, uh, which you can kind of see behind you. But you have like this nice setup. Uh, the factory's there. We can go bring our get you know um, uh, suspension advising and the whole thing. But then the van being there, it just makes me want to jump in and do that stuff. Whether or not I have it, it just makes me feel good about. You the know brand. what's rad about it though? It goes with what we've been preaching. It's about the community, right? Right. You can touch so many parts of the community with right. all of this. It's yeah. not even about that though. Like you're here to hang out with the people. You're not even here to push product, right? Today, like that's not your goal. No, I mean we're you know we, we literally are here. We identified last last year. We were talking about it. One of the questions that came up is, "Hey, can you help me adjust my suspension?" I, I'm. 
proficient with suspension, but I'm not like competent with you know, like. And there's so many different variations. And so that was one of the questions that came out of last year's bump and grind is how do we get, how do we bring in somebody from the, the bike side right. to help us, you know, do that? Because let's face it, so many people go to their local bike shop, they buy a bike, they're like, hey, fantastic. I just got the bike of my dreams. Shop said it's set up right. They leave and now they're riding it and they're like, ah, this thing doesn't feel any different than my old bike. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of the bike or the components or their suspension. It's because it's not set up for them. Right. I mean, and what then, if what if you bought a thousand dollar computer and you take it home and it doesn't work right you're still going to keep using it if it doesn't work right or right. more efficiently like you just think that it's slow you think, or you think slow. that yeah, it right. doesn't process this or it doesn't right. do that but yeah we're okay with like i had twisted that thingy a couple times cool right. it's fine yeah you i know. think if i turn that knob enough it'll, yeah. it'll do what i want to but you know drew you brought up something uh, just a second ago that i wanted to go back to you were talking about like price range and components and packages and stuff like that and you know, I think that's one common misconception when you look at a vehicle, you're going to customize it. Say you buy a Jeep Wrangler right? and you look at it and go, you know what, it's awesome Jeep, but I want to do, I want to do a lift and I want to do wheels and I want to do tires. And I'm going to put a winch on there and probably do some more accessories. The challenge is you could go to your local dealership. You could go to your local four-wheel drive shop or order stuff online and do all that stuff yourself, have somebody do it for you. Right. The challenge becomes, though, when you start thinking about technology today and safety equipment today. When you're talking about lane departure, collision avoidance, pedestrian sensors, automatic you know, braking all, yeah, automatic brake. I mean, there's so many things that are incorporated into vehicles today. Yeah. I'm not an engineer, but if you take a vehicle and your camera's pointed in a certain direction, if we do a lift kit on that vehicle, say you put a leveling kit, raise that front end two inches, where's that camera pointing now? Right. That's now you point. put a six inch lift on it, where's the point. camera pointing? Right. And, you know, let's face it, if it, I wouldn't put my family in a vehicle that didn't have the safety equipment that it came from from the factory. Sure. All of our vehicles, all of that is engineered into it. It's tested. Oh, it's validated. Then it's certified. So when we take a vehicle, lift it, we have to send it to TRC Labs. It goes through the same testing that a stock vehicle does on the uh, Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards. Hey, so like fact, rollover. TRC is where I'm from. It's right next to Honda in Marysville. Absolutely. Uh, yep. And TRC is gigantic. And when you go in the gate, you have to turn your phone in, right? Do they still do that? Yep. You have to turn your phone in because there's so much high-tech and state-of-the-art stuff going oh, crazy. on. They have a huge track that has different lanes on it, and you have to be licensed to drive in the different lanes. They have an off-road track. Is Corey have- Haim involved in any of that process? Who? Oh, he's dead. Corey Feldman? Oh, yeah, maybe you not. You don't remember that movie, do you? No. You're too young for that? Licensed? Licensed, whatever. Is it Star Wars? Um, so, but TRC is a huge place, right? Like we go there, um, back in home, they have the, the new cars, but they're all black and white checkered so that from the sky, you can't see the contours and the lines. Like it's pretty crazy. TRC is legit there. Ohio state has a lot of stuff going on there too. hundred percent. So I think that's, that's one of the differences. So, but so you look at that and then you go, but if you buy the Jeep finance it at the dealership, then you got to go spend your cash to do all of those upgrades. The way our packages are set up, you literally buy that vehicle oh, completely brilliant. built. So right. it's a turnkey package. It's tested. You've got full warranty, all of your safety systems, all of that. You know. So does that count like OEM warranty? Does it go that far into Absolutely. It? Oh, that's Absolutely. Cool. So you know, if you think about it, there are certain things you can do to, to quote, void the warranty on a vehicle. Yeah. I mean, you don't void the whole whole warranty. You'll hear people say, oh, my God, you lifted your truck. Your, vo- your warranty is voided. You can't, right, right. You, know, you can't do it. That's not the case. There are specific components, you know, like if, if you lift a truck and your radio goes out, they can't void the warranty on your radio. Right. But if your, you know, your uh, ball joints or your, you know, your your transmission or something, you know, there could be a case that they say, hey, it could, you know, that's going to be on us rather than on the OE. Uh, but we do provide a three-year, thirty-six thousand mile, you know, matched warranty, just like the the OE would. So from a consumer standpoint. They're, they're comfortable. They know that they've got a quality product. It's been tested. It's been validated. All the safety systems are in place. Can you know, buy it from their local dealership, service it at their local dealership, and know that their family's you know, safe and secure in a, in a badass-looking truck that performs yeah, on-road so and off-road. Yeah, I didn't realize that's, that's where you landed with it. Have you guys done anything? Have you, have you thought about doing anything with the Lightning or any of that capacity? I have a client that does a lot of um, 
a lot of EV work. Yep. And so there's been talks, and this is not a trash on the battery, but they've talked back and forth. They have, I've got inside baseball on that side. But have you guys looked at any of that kind of stuff of like exploring into that space? We have. Um, you know, the interesting part about EV, and you start thinking about, you know, there's certainly weight differences. And even if you look at the Jeep Wrangler, you know, the standard Wrangler versus 4xE, yeah. you know, more of a hybrid type situation, you know, you can go all electric for like 30 miles. But there's very different weight issues. So from a spring capacity, from a suspension perspective, it does make a huge difference. Um, our biggest challenge with Lightning is just getting one. You know, get, yeah. I mean, I think that's everybody's problem. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at it and go, I'd love to get a Lightning so we could do R&D. But yeah. the problem is we can't get a Lightning to do R&D on it. Right. So um, a lot of fun projects out there. Uh, you know, if you start thinking about performance, you know, the days of V8s supercharged, I mean, it's it's getting tougher and tougher. I mean, with emissions and carb states and federal emissions and everything else, I mean, the OEs are under some pretty strict standards in terms of what they're going to deliver and how they have to deliver it. And so you're starting to see more fuel-efficient vehicles. I mean, there's going to be a – I think there's always going to be a demand for internal combustion, oh, yeah. you know, the whole ICE versus EV conversation. 100%. Um, it's, it's always going to be there. But I think the challenge is how do we – how do we look at it? How do we address it? How do we work through those challenges? Whether it's, I mean, honestly, electric performance is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I, you know, you start looking at the, the torque and, and what they can do and how they deliver from a performance standpoint. Electric is amazing. But there's something to be said for that V8 supercharged rumble, you know, just. I, I, I Look, I get it. I just think it's interesting <laughs> at some point. Like everything else, as progression goes along, there's always going to be a spot for it. I'm not saying that. But I think the challenge is with anything else. So if something's at the curve or ahead of the curve, eventually, if somebody comes along and makes the curve cool, that's when the shift happens. So it's like if you guys are able to turn around and do something really crazy down the road once you finally get one, and this lightning rolls by that's just you know foxed out and it's just rad as all get out, that's going to make a shift. You're going to see shifts change that way. Because... It, there's a mentality, at least in the experience I've had, there's a mentality of like they hit the wall of ice or, you know, or hit the wall of an of a EV and they're like, eh, it's just not. But right. the reality of it is both work. I'm not knocking them. Uh, there's a whole political issue that who cares? Let's talk about looks and, and that side. And then there's something completely different that comes out of it. I don't know. There's another thing in our world, the e-bike versus analog bike. It's the same It's like a bold, a bold argument. Everybody knocks it till you try it. Right. right? Well, patio it's, tools over there. Yeah. Rode your e-bike today. He was Jekyll and Hyde on Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Literally. Like, it was a big difference. I mean, that's a big shift in that side of things. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, those components that come out. And we see that, that, that vibe of... Um, when we see something change, there's slow adoption. We have a guy that rode with us. If you've listened to podcasts, you know what I'm talking about. A guy named Jakey Poo was still on 26s, not because of – it wasn't totally because of money. He just was anti. I mean, the guy was just anti-anything well, else. Well, he's anti-anything post-94. Fair enough. <laughs> it's true. No, it's no true. he won't listen to any but new Primus, new but club. But now, though, the guy Shit. is like – he has a 29er, and now he sees it. And yeah. his riding's better, and everything shifted. Do you guys see that as progression of technology goes, you're seeing, obviously in your business side of things, but as everything goes, you see it keep growing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I think it's, 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 it's innovation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's how do we innovate what's next? You know, we're, we're talking about like e-bike versus, you know, I yeah. found out last night I don't have an Amish bike. I thought I had an Amish bike. It's actually a Mennonite bike because I've got live valve on it. <laughs> so, I mean. That's a new I, one. Like, yes. I was sitting there, I'm like. Gonna... I, I, Shut up. They're making a podcast, Vaughn. <laughs> You know, I was, no, I, now it's a Mennonite bike. He's definitely going to be on soaking with Tom. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I was so disappointed. I was like, I've got my e-bike and my Amish bike. They're like, no, 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 your your bike has electric. Like, it has live valve suspension on it. So, right. like, it's a Mennonite bike. And I was just, I was, I was shocked. I'm still recovering from that. But the point is technology. Like, what's next? What's new? Where is right. it going? Um Frankly, you look at electric today or you look at mountain bikes today, you know, the, the e-bike community. What is it? What's different? How is it working? Um, you know, there's new stuff every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that's something I think we all look at and go, what is next? What's new? What do I need versus what's important? Right. Like what are we on the, the last pod we talked about, like how, how crazy it is that people are so like – adverse to change like they hate it so bad and that was right. just about trails 
So like when you introduce technology and biking, people lose their minds. But then they touch it and or it's even like vehicles oh. or vehicles. Yeah, yeah even vehicles. vehicles. I can imagine. Has there been like, has there been excitement or any kind of like, like when you guys pick up somebody, is there an, like when you buy, you know, someone, is there this like curve where it's like, ew, we're mad and we're angry because the fans are or whatever, the fanboys of those particular, and then they level off and realize, wait a second, this was a good move because now we have more access or. No, I, I don't, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, the. You know, from an acquisition standpoint, if you look at the company, I think they've all been very strategic strategic acquisitions, right. and they all made sense. You know, our our last acquisition was Custom Wheelhouse, the the Method Race Wheel right. uh, acquisition. Everybody looked at that and said it absolutely makes sense for Fox to acquire them. Um, you know, and and you look at it, and I, I was not involved in the acquisition or anything like that, but you know, you hear people talking about it, and it makes sense. Uh, and I think that's one of the things, if you look at our leadership team, as they look at items and, and companies and potential acquisitions, does it make sense for the Fox brand? And does it make sense? Do they, did they bring something to the table that we don't have today? Right. Like what, you know, what's, what's next? What's that next step? Is it innovation? Is it a product? Is it a technology? Whatever it may be. I think that's the fun part is watching how all of that comes together to take it to the next level isn't it cool to see a company making strategic acquisitions you that's mean an, instead of just blanket acquisitions yeah. <laughs> just just buying up everything for no reason yeah that's another a, joke we'll tell yeah, you guys an, off the a, air yeah it's a it's a client situation yeah we can't talk uh, we about just found it. out like a, a local brewery we, okay we, we, i'm going for it okay go for it but uh a brewery we, we like is gone because they got gobbled up by uh potentially a conglomerate and that conglomerate is, I mean, they're a VC, basically. And so they're just gobbling up everything. And, it's and they like, suck. Well, I didn't say that. I'm not going to that part because I'll I don't. take their money. I'm just saying, like, in general, <laughs> the challenge is, like, it's fun. For us, when you see something involved in the community that really cares, there's a like, huge difference. That's right. Which is my next point, is that the fact that you guys showed up to this, not our podcast. I mean, this event. Right. No, he's um, postage right now. He has no choice. He's postage. He's actually tied to that chair. But it, but at the same time, you were at, are you allowed to say, yeah, he was at Bull Gap. We talked Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Okay, right. so he he got grilled at, cheese, bro. Right? With you being at Bull Gap. Those events, yes, they're Alabama. They're regional. They're these spots. But those events, they're very organic. They're very raw. They're very real in those moments. What is, why do you guys take the time? Or why do you, personally? Yeah, How about you. that? How about that? Well, I, I guess what I would say there first, like I, I work for Fox. Right. Okay? I'm employed by Fox. But I think more importantly, you know, I, I mean – I rode bikes from mid '80s to to the early '90s. '85 to '93, I was on a mountain bike every day. Life, kids, work, all that stuff. I got off of bikes. I only got back into riding about two years ago. Right. And my wife and I ended up out here at Oak Mountain, and we parked in this parking lot, and we started meeting people, just kind of hanging out. And this group, this community, is what kind of got us involved in with Oak Mountain. Like, right. hey, this is fun. Good group of people. He's referring to Bump, by the way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Uncle, good Uncle Chase. But it, it, it really, it, it gave us a place to, to come ride and, and see people that we knew, people that we had met before, you know, people offering encouragement, you know, hey, where'd you ride today or whatever. And so in the last couple of years, that community has kind of extended into, I, I noticed there was a gap. There was, there was you know, being primarily an automotive uh, facility here in Trustville for Fox. We don't have a ton of mountain bike people. There's only right. like three of us that ride mountain bikes at our group versus uh, you guys met Gus that was here earlier from our Fletcher, North Carolina office. You know, that entire office. I mean, when you pull in the parking lot, they have bike racks, bikes on there. They rode before work. They're going to ride at lunch. They're going to ride <laughs> after work. And they ride like some of the greatest trails out there. But that's what they do every day. We're here, like we do automotive. Right. And there's a few people that ride bikes. Right. And so the question was, like, you know, Chase asked, hey, can Fox help us with this? Or do you know of any resources on that? And then when we launched our Trail Trust deal, that's where it really started kind of coming together. We had a need here locally from the park and the trail system. The Trail Trust, you know, our, our, uh, it's really our way to give back. Like, who's doing the right thing for the right reason? Who's getting people into the sport? Who's giving more? You know, it just, it really is about doing the right thing for the right reason. And so our trail trust group was able to look at the project, say that it fit within what we were trying to do, and provide the grant. And then you look at it today, fast forward, Tails was built. Tomorrow we're racing Tails. Right. <laughs> that's what's awesome. That is one of those things that you look at and go, just 
fun and and cool to see the community. You know, I watched guys ride tails yesterday for the first time and got off it and they said, that is a badass trail. Right. That's legit. That is one of the most fun trails that I've ridden. And Chase and I talked about that. It's like, hey, look, if we're if we're gonna you know work together on this, we wanna have something fun. We wanna have something unique. We wanna have something memorable memorable um, that you know people look at and go, that was fun. Like right. and I think one of the, the most interesting things for me, if you ride tails about a quarter of the way down, you're, you're kind of coming down, you start to kind of sweep to the, to the right and you make a left. There's a tree there and there's a rock that has a Fox logo painted yep. on it. I noticed it today. And it's, it, it's one of those things. It's organic. Actually, one of the, you know, one of the ladies out here, uh, Tammy, found a cool rock, painted it and put it there. Yeah. She didn't take awesome. a picture of it. She didn't put it in the newspaper. But that was kind of her way of saying thank you. Right. Like, thank you to Fox. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you for just being, you know, like, I didn't even know it was there. I saw it, you know, and I ended up taking a picture and I sent it to Chase. I'm like, have you seen this? Yeah. And he's like, I, I, I heard about it, but, you know, and it started this whole conversation about, you know, kind of, you know, we talked, you mentioned earlier, like marketing. Yeah. You know, is it marketing? No, that's organic. Right. That is somebody legitimately the best. That's saying, the best part, though. That's word thank of mouth. you. Yeah. Like, that yeah, yeah. is, right. thank you for being part of it. And that is what I believe, you know, is the difference. Yeah. Um, There's an amazing circus of children that just, uh, at various ages, in the background. One of them just rode by, beautiful wheelie, the entire time we're talking. It's perfect. <laughs> like, I couldn't, like, as a filmmaker, I couldn't sit here and be like, and somebody cue the wheelies. Exactly. <laughs> cue the wheelies. And then it literally just happened. Right. It was like the greatest thing I could ever see from a marketing standpoint. It was that thing we talked about yesterday where you're like, in real life situations, you can't replicate it. Where you're like, that was a that was a Hyundai Elantra with Longhorn hood, yeah. Longhorn. It was bowl. a Hyundai here in Birmingham or in Pelham, right? And it was a, I mean, they were Longhorn. Yeah, like uh, on the hood. Yeah, horns mounted to the hood. Yeah. It was amazing. It was definitely not a Fox Custom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. It might have. That guy might have thought it was a Fox Custom vehicle. <laughs> yeah. He might live with a bunch of Fox T-shirts on that he airbrushed. Right. His cousin did. It was pretty rad. You know, there Judging was a that guy. Uh, a few years ago. There was one of the Alabama football players that had like a railroad tie, like as his front bumper. Oh. I can't remember the exact story oh of God. it. Not but now because they're getting paid big money now. <laughs> the NIL deal is just pay me. Oh, it's super legit. Yeah. What is uh, so you've ridden around a bit. What is your favorite? So when we talk about like some of the customs you guys have done, I mean, there's a lot, right? Uh, obviously that that Shelby's pretty rad. Yep. But what is the one that stands out to you? Like, what's the one where you're like, when you see it? Because a lot of times, like when we when we have product that we get used to, uh, you've worked with it so long, right? And you're used to it. You get it's not that you get numb. It's just that you nothing. It, it's still exciting, but it's not like, oh, my God, like it doesn't cause butterflies. But every once in a while, I'm sure there's a product or something that comes along that does cause that. What is your what is your one that causes the butterflies? Past, present, or future doesn't matter, but what's the one? You know, it's, it, it, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because you're right. I mean, when, when you see hundreds of them at the, at the plant, you see, you see similar situations. You know, it's going to have a similar wheel. It's going to have a similar shock. It's going right. to have similar, you know. You see all the different variations. Um, the thing to me, though, is a lot of it's about the performance, right? Not just how it looks. Like you look at it and go, "That's that. That really is a great-looking vehicle." Like it, I, I've got that emotional. Like that is that's my truck. Right. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of custom paint. Um, actually, we, had a, we had a big guy named John Jackson. Yeah, I, I remember the. Yeah. Yeah, he's that guy's a, the legit he's photographer legit. of custom yep. paint. So if we you need do, a good uh, automotive photographer, let me know. I can hook you all up. No, absolutely. He's a, he's a badass. But it's, you get 10%. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll just take a nice little 12% cut. You know. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, it's, it's the, the paint aspect of it is one of the, the coolest things. Like, I'll walk through the plant sometimes, and you look, and you're like, what is that color? Right. You know, we've got, you know, matte fox orange. We've got, you know, like a... A lime green. I mean, there's no telling what you're going to see. And so from an appearance standpoint, it really looks good. But I'll tell you, like, the, the shuttle trucks that we've got out here today, you've got the, the, the white Ram Badlander with the Fox logo on it. Yep. That, from a functional standpoint, is truly, it's a great-looking vehicle. But I will tell you, for a Ram with 6-inch lift, 37-inch tires, 22-inch wheels, 
It's got Fox 2.5, Coilover, Performance Elite. You know, it's got the high-speed compression, low-speed compression dials, all of that stuff. And I say that because that truck, from a ride quality and a performance standpoint, I believe actually rides better than a stock truck with just normal tires and, and stuff on it. So you take that out on the highway and you drive it and you're like, like it doesn't feel like you're in a lifted truck. Oh, yeah, it doesn't sure. feel like you're in a performance sure. truck. But you can literally take that thing anywhere and do anything with it. It's just a fun thing. So I think that's where that's where I get excited is when, when you build something that not only looks amazing, but it delivers on the performance, ride quality, safety, and all of that. Because it's easy to make something go fast. We talk, you know, you think about it on a bike. Yeah. Like I can go downhill extremely fast. Can I stop? Can I corner? Can I hit a bump? Can I hit a right. jump? You know, that's the pieces that really start to come in. And in the off-road community, it's the exact same thing. Yep. Do you want to go fast and hit, you know, desert and, and whoops and stuff like that? Or do you want to be technical and climb and the rock side of it? So um, we're able to deliver on that. And I think that's one of the unique things that you look at the Fox acquisitions and the companies and how we do it. I mean, Can you guys put out a piece of content? Like I, my, one of my favorite things to ride, uh, watch during um, uh, UCI season, or downhill season, is uh, – and I, I know he's not there anymore, but like – Somebody would come in, Menard would come in, and, and they would have this discussion about suspension. It was like this whole like series of videos you guys did. And he would be like, oh, just two tokens. And, you know, I forget the gentleman's name, but you're like one click. Yep. And it was like this perfect scenario. I would watch the same thing with vehicles if the development of that. So I'm just saying, like, I think there's content there that you guys, like, I would like to watch. That. Do you all have that? Do you have the same thing? We, we do. And, and I think that's the, that's the piece. And, and you bring up a great point. When you start thinking about suspension, yeah. you, know, you think about like the, the Fox 36 on a mountain bike. Right. You've got high-speed compression, low-speed right. compression, high-speed rebound, low-speed rebound, air, volume spacers. We can get into tire pressure conversations, like the tire you're running, like what, you know, think about that. Not very many people understand that. Right. Take it mm -hmm. to the automotive side, and That's it's brilliant. even more confusing Good point. Good point. when Touché. you start thinking about High-speed compression versus low-speed compression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to think about high-speed as the speed of the vehicle rather than the input speed on the shaft of the, the shock absorber. And so now you're getting into different things. Again, it's, it's high-speed versus technical you know, performance and everything else. It depends on what you're doing. It depends on where you're doing it at. And I think that's one of the things that if you really start thinking about what's next, yep. where's it going? You know, the Badlander, you've got to get out and you've got to turn the knobs. Yeah, you look at the Sick. Ford Raptor with the live valve, you know, 3.0 suspension. It's constantly tuning. It's constantly adjusting. It's reading. It's doing all of its stuff internally. Um, you know, the question is, what's, where do we go? You know, what is next? What's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? And to me, that's the cool part um, in, in how we get there. It's going to be, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that's, I think that's where you guys are and what you're doing. I think the fun, the joy of being able to see those pieces. I know. Oh, God. Let me just cut back here. <laughs> Look over here. Ladies and so gentlemen, the Todd. The Todd. No, 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 no. He's no, out of no, focus. No, no, no. <laughs> He's also <through> downhill. <laughs> There's uh, so much shenanigans happening. Is there a. It's like trying to keep a bunch of caged animals around really, us while we're trying to be really, serious. They're really just, uh, they're just going for it. Is there anything, like, takeaway wise, like, we talked about the Trail Trust, obviously, with Andy. Yep. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. I thought it was amazing that he said, well, anybody can apply for it. I think yep. that's, that's, that's where the community really, really is. Is there any sort of side of that that you think is more fascinating? Whoa. We're like literally in the noisy. Like a, there's people riding by. Like war zone right now. Yeah. What is happening around us? <laughs> the world is coming this to is what an happened. end. The monkeys are taking over. This is See, like that's it. Also, you're more than invited to come ride with us sometime and experience. You come down there and just yeah, see come what down we there. Have. It's just different. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's just different. We actually we we spend a lot of time down there. My brother-in-law lives in Pensacola. Sister-in-law yes. lives in Mobile. Hit us up next um, time. So yeah, stop by. Yeah, absolutely. Come by and. and is there uh, anything? Are you a? <laughs> uh, we have now Chase. have a four wheeler entering the frame. Let's just let it do its thing. Chase is like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm done. I'm ready to go home. I gave Drew a beer. I'm done. I'm going home. <laughs> When's like, it my turn? I think it's my turn. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, is there anything like shout out wise? Is there, 
like follows, socials, any of that kind of stuff you want us to look at? Oh no. Oh, oh that's God. even more bizarre. Now I'm like really concerned. What do yeah, what are there's we, what, <laughs> <laughs> wow it's so hard to focus let's just get your socials so i can at least keep you presentable for the rest of the space because the monkeys are rioting it is it is getting uh, a little have, interesting yeah no i i would say i mean if you if you look at obviously the the, the fox side of it it's at yep. fox it's at you know uh ride fox bike yep. um you know trail trust for the the the, the community side of it um you know, we have on the on the performance vehicle side, you've got you know Black Widow trucks, Rocky Ridge trucks, Tuscany. Um, you know, our our uh, partners at Shelby. I mean, that's where you're going to see a lot of the the fun stuff that we do. Yeah. Um, and really kind of see the, the the social and the community side of it as well. Perfect. Um, I think it would be advisable because of the scale. <laughs> That you come back down and hang out. This is a great, yeah, we a could live do a podcast. Very good one, right? This is as raw as it gets. Um, and so, thank you for hanging out with us. If uh, so, we've got the plugs. We can get those in there. I'll get some B roll. You guys are here tomorrow, yeah? All weekend. Okay, cool. I'll get some B roll of that, and we'll t- we'll tie it up. I don't even know what's happening now. <laughs> we just uh, we'll we almost lost uh, Eric. Um, almost to lost. A, him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can't see him. We're keeping him. He's keeping it on this side. I mean, this show has fallen apart so fast. Thanks for being on here as we fall apart with you. Um, yeah, you're good. You can uh, you can be free. To and we will have somebody else set in the seat. And uh, let's grab a random person. You're free to go. Perfect. You can take a chair with you if you like. Hey, thanks, dude. I think I it's funny it, if you seriously. take a chair. Exactly. I'm yeah, taking take my it. chair with me. Yeah, you should. My it is a nice chair. chair. It's extremely nice chair. We're going to put the media chair back in place. Yeah, where is the media chair? I think like my favorite piece of that whole thing is 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 something that didn't happen. And it's Todd, the Todd has told me multiple times like, "Man, if I would have known, I would have been a little bit closer on the bo-. like he literally was like, "Now he's like, how could I have disrupted it more?" Oh my with and like he was upset. Like he's brought it up every single time, which I think is hilarious and I think that's if you know the Todd, then that is him. Um but it was, it was, and then he would have disrupted it, and then apologized for disrupting. <laughs> Absolutely, it. he's really Canadian. <laughs> Shout so out to I'm, our Canadian listeners, yeah. all one percenters. You guys are the top one percent. Yeah, the, the one uh, Spiro that shout out Spiro lives up there. He's from. He came down here and worked at Airbus for a oh, while. That's right. So he reached out about Todd, not the Todd, but Todd. Oh, other Todd. Yeah, make good. sure he was good. So yeah. that was nice of him. Yeah, a little update on that too. While we're talking about it, uh, if you guys know, uh, we had a rider. Did I talk about it? With I don't Justina? Know. Maybe. I think we did, yeah. Maybe we had maybe. a rider go down in Bentonville, uh, uh, other Todd, um, and it was pretty bad. Like We found out later on that he, I'll let him tell the story one day, but he more or less nearly died on the trail, like mm-hmm. had to be resuscitated, like legit shit. Um, he's recovering now. He's pretty good. There's pictures of him popping yeah. up. He's talking and doing his thing. So just FYI, he's doing very well. So thank you for anybody that sent some you know, positive energy or thoughts or prayers, whatever you're into. We do appreciate that. And he's doing much better, but yeah, he's, he's solid now. He's still talking about aliens. Oh yeah. They'll always be there. Oh yeah. He's on the alien. He saw them. Maybe Yeah, he might have. (laughs) Um, yeah. So this episode relatively short or straightforward. It's actually not that short because by the time the interviews in there, it'll be fun. Uh, we doing this in real time folks. Um, is there anything else we need to push out there? Don't forget about the shirt. You can go Mm -hmm. pick it up, grab it, get it. Get it, touch it, feel it. Yeah. And pick uh, up don't forget your you can win the waffle from it, all that That's good right. stuff. Uh, all you got to do is go to Facebook, search out the Ride the Rebellion Facebook group for the podcast, and join that, and uh, we'll let you in. It's an admin thing, but we let you in, and then there's 10 people, first come, first serve. So as soon as this drops, bloop, shirt's up. It's That's pretty right. dope. It's I actually like it a lot. I really want a sticker of it. It's, it's almost like a, it's like a brand. Yeah. Like a not just a riding shirt. Yeah, now you can be part of the you ride can wear rebellion this out cattle to the club to the club. Yeah, this should be a brand. We should brand people that want to ride the rebellion. Kevin Black, we would like for you to create a brand. Oh, oof. Yeah, I kind of want that would be an interesting tattoo though because it's so subtle. You yeah. could just get a small one, mm-hmm. just right I above could. your right above your right below your belly button. <laughs> be such a dick just move. Be like, hey baby, are you ready to ride yeah. the rebellion? Check it on out. Yeah. It was like it's only downhill from here. 
That's it. That's what the, the I wish we had that text. Ride the rebellion. It's only downhill from here. That's pretty good. I know a guy. I know a guy too. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think covered everything. I think we're good. Bump and grind was awesome. I yeah. don't know that we can put like he said. We can't tell all the stories. Shout out to the dudes that stayed with us because we had more fun being sober, going to Walmart to get junk food. <laughs> God, I then, wish I had footage of that. Next uh, time, I'm I'm just gonna film as much as I can. We laughed so hard on the way there, like I was just giggling. Yeah. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. It was ridiculous, and we were sober. Yeah, and it was just it was crazy. It was one of those things where I don't think we ever really got super hammered. Nobody no. got inebriated. It wasn't about no, that. No. It was quite literally just unadulterated fun the entire time. And I felt like it was so we were so busy. Like yeah. I never sat down. The media. Oh, boys, I was exhausted afterwards. The media boys tent was popping every time i show back up there's different people there and right. hanging out and wanting to say hi and right. was, that was really cool to meet all these people that listen and well that was one of the things why i wanted to get like i wish we would have uh, going forward we should have better thought like mm-hmm. i can take a french press in a kettle mm-hmm. i will literally i would have loved even if it was hot outside i would have drank a cup of coffee i just right. needed one so we can have lucky shot coffee right there we can have kevin black giving uh, ballpoint pen tattoos <laughs> uh <laughs> We With can, the uh, Sharpie, Sharpie yeah, tattoo. Sharpie tattoo. Henna. That's not a bad idea. They go away eventually. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, and then I think, but legitimately, it would be kind of fun. Like if we could get somebody like Limit, if they would do that, I wanted to do it so we can give it away. Right. Like, hey, here's a bottle of water and Limit. Just try it. If you hate it, no mm-hmm. big deal. But we find it really works because it does, at least for me. Um, but it'd be kind of fun to do that stuff. So I I know for a fact we'll be there next year. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Right. Uh, hopefully we're filming again. Uh, hopefully Chase is happy with what we've done and the bump people and the whole group that saw themselves. If you haven't seen it. Yeah, next so year's shots. the 30th bump and grind. Right. So that's going to be a dirty 30 party. Yeah, more cameras, more people. We should probably just camp on, say, on site. <laughs> I know, that's going to be crazy. I know. It should be fun, though. Scott, uh, other Scott has a uh, camper we can yeah, maybe we got, sneak into. We got ways. He's got a four banger. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So, yeah, just shout out to Bump overall, all of Bump, the board, the volunteers and everything, because you guys put together, I know the type of stuff that goes into an event like that and having 400 plus entries to the race itself. That's a lot of minds, a lot of moving parts and a lot of athletes that you've got to take. They're they're emotional, right? So you've got to take in all of their emotions and, and somehow come out unscathed. So shout out to, to a great event. I think it was really, really put on well. Yeah, they crushed it. It was super fun. Again, totally worth the price of entry. Totally worth hanging out. Yeah, just uh, hanging the out. whole thing was fun. Even if you don't want to race, mm-hmm. it's worth just going to hang out because it it was a full day of fun. That's right. So you could ride up and watch some cool enduro spots, like go to Blood Rock. That's a great spot for enduro. Mm-hmm. Um, go to Lightning, see some jumps or whatever. But then also knowing that like the short XC is going to come up and then the kids race. I mean, they're just so they've done such a good job of building events and we got really lucky with the weather. Yeah. But again, if you have a chance, it's, it's yeah, worth don't the come for entry. one day. You've no, got to come right. for the whole weekend. Right. Like we went up Thursday night and right. being there Thursday was great because we got yep. there early Friday. We were part of the whole event. It wasn't yep. like we were just there for a short time. So that's, And I think next year we've key. talked about it. We're going to confirm it all with Chase. But one of the things we talked about doing is having like uh, a Ride the Rebellion party. Mm-hmm. type vibe where you come hang out and there's you know whatever food and drinks and just hanging out but it's literally one of those things like we sit down we're gonna have the hot seat game mm-hmm. where where the podcast goes up speed and yeah yeah it's like speed dating you get to run through and we just have conversations and meet as many people as possible um if we could do that that would be amazing so we're gonna try and do some fun stuff to incorporate the community that we care about back into the community because that's right. the whole purpose of the show is building on it mm-hmm. so we just want to keep it going that's absolutely right we are community driven. That's it. We wouldn't be doing this for like we just talking to microphones for ourselves. No. So trust me. We're doing it for the people. Yeah. We're the people's champ. Uh, with that being said, just remember what Dale Boyd says. Please don't spill your beer before a podcast starts. Yeah. Ruins the whole day. Chair. <laughs> he said it's my ad. <laughs> I'm the sponsor. I want away.